Are you an ambitious, driven entrepreneur starting to feel overwhelmed, maybe a little trapped by your business? Well, I have a solution for you. It is the five-day bottleneck to breakthrough challenge, where in an hour a day, we will give you the roadmap, the blueprint, the treasure map to where you can find yourself with more free time, more freedom of money, and a more valuable business. Hope to see you soon www.bottlenecktobreakthrough.com. This is one of those interviews that is just a joy. Recorded the day before Vasavi Kumar turns 40, we head down some fascinating roads around who should we look up to? Why talking to yourself out loud can be game-changing? Why strategy without a sense of self is useless? And some really key questions about making sure you get to your goals. So her confidence and energy are so compelling. So please enjoy this episode. This is The Real Bottom Line, where we tell entrepreneurial stories about true grit and perseverance from frontline business owners themselves. Now, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Real Bottom Line. I'm super excited today to talk to my guest, Masavi Kumar. She is from Say It Out Loud, and she has a lot to say, and I love that about her. Welcome. Thank you so much, Wendy, for having me here. How are you? Very good, very good. We had an initial thought process of where we were gonna go, and we've scrapped that completely. And what completely. we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about evolution of ourselves, of our business, of our roles, because my dear friend that we're talking to today is about to turn 40. And that just precipitates a whole bunch of questions about things. So what are you going through? Tell me about it. So first of all, I'm, I, I want to say that I'm, I'm excited to turn 40. The other day I was laying in bed and I was like, oh my God, all this stuff that I've been through, the hardest lessons in my life all happened in my 30s. And I said out loud, it, like in bed to myself, 40 is going to be great. Like we, we're good. Like we've learned We've learned a lot. Let's actually put it to the test now. Let's actually be the person that has learned the lessons and step into that. And I realized in that moment, Wendy, that, that there's been a part of me that's always known, okay, the, 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 the purest, truest expression of myself. And I believe every single one of us has that part to us, that knowingness, that deep consciousness of who we are. But there's also another part of me, a very real part of me, that I know many of your listeners can relate to that is, isn't afraid of failure, okay? I'm not afraid mm -hmm. of failure. What I had to let go of and I continue to allow myself to let go of is being afraid of my future success because I believe that part of us that knows how powerful we are, we are terrified of our power. We're actually terrified of who we could become, the people we would walk away from, the love that maybe we would attract, the money that we would be open to, to receiving if we let go of these former versions of ourselves that we I, have outgrown. Yeah. I, I, I want what you're making me think of is um, I think there's some, I've seen this happen where people have this massive idea or concept and you know, it's going to change their lives mm -hmm. and they stand at the precipice of this and won't step into it. Nope. And I, I can relate to that. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm immune to that. There was definitely when it came to specifically my self-worth, I noticed in certain areas of my life, I was thriving, right? I was thriving, like I'm worthy of this, I'm worthy of that. 
the two areas of my life, and I do believe for me personally, they were very much connected, were my love life and my financial life. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically romantic partnerships. My, mm-hmm. I have excellent friendships. My friendships are beautiful. I've healed my relationship with my family, meaning they're exactly the same. I just don't expect much and I've learned to accept them, right? That's a beautiful feeling when you can be with your family and not expect them to be any different and still love them because that's that that, that has a lot to do with your relationship with yourself and accepting mm. parts of yourself. And the there has there was there was definitely this fear for me letting go of certain romantic relationships because who would I be without this love in my life? I would be a nobody. That's what I would tell myself. But deeper than that, Wendy, it really was this narrative. And I can say this out loud now because I've practiced saying this out loud to myself. And I, is, am I really worthy of anything more? And that, that was a real thought that was always there, but I kind of was able to ignore it. But it was always this, yeah, but you're not actually worthy of more. You're not actually worthy of more. And I was like, oh my God, that... That line, that thought has been running my life since I was a kid. You're not really worthy of that much more money. Like, yeah, you can bring in, you know, 10,000 a month, 12,000 a month, but 30 grand a month, 50 grand a month. Oh, Vasavi, can you really bring in six figures a month? Cause you know how you, t- you, you always hear people talking about six figures a month. And I'm not even saying I want six figures a month. That's not even the point. The point is the voice in my head that was telling me what I was and was not worthy of is what I'm pointing to right now. And until I actually walked away from a romantic relationship that was truly so damaging to my self-worth, it wasn't until I walked away from that that I actually started to open up financially as well because I believe that money and love all exist on the same vibrational energy. It all has to do with your worth and what you think you are deserving of and what you think you're worthy of. Um, So that's really kind of the season that I'm at in my in my 40s, you know, I'm, I'm about to be 40. I'm single. I don't have kids. And I, I've just been asking myself, am I worthy of creating my own family? Am I really worthy of, do I believe that I am truly worthy of receiving all this love in my life? And that's just kind of where I'm at. That's that's what I'm focusing on these days. That is so exciting. Um, I think that, that it's an underlying current um, that's, I think for most people, what you've done is surfaced it. You've surfaced it out of your subconscious because whether you were aware of it or not, it was running and it was running your life. And I think a lot of us as business owners, we have this uh, operating system that doesn't tell us that that's going on. And so then it affects, like you're, you're talking about love life and also money life. And But if you're not aware of these currents, of these messaging, these things, you're going to make decisions that make sure you never get something you're not worthy of. Here's a great test for your audience to, to even check in with themselves. This is how I could gauge. If you want those subconscious thoughts to be surfaced, ask yourself a question. So this was a question that I asked myself. Mm. So uh, in full transparency, right? Working with me one-on-one, um, four calls a month and Monday through Friday, Voxer access used to be $1,000 a month. I, I'm, I'm saying this because I now see how, how little I was charging for yeah. the amount of access that I was giving to my energy. I'm, I'm openly admitting this, it's like in real time. And so I asked myself, Vasavi, how would you feel about charging 3,500 a month for the same exact surface, um, uh, the service. same exact service without changing a thing? And the immediate first thought was, who the hell would pay that? Mm-hmm. Who the hell would pay that? The second immediate thought was, what would I have to do more of to be able to receive that? 
And so for me, I actually saw my belief system like in front of my eyes. Oh, in order to receive more, I have to do more. And who I am as I am right now is not enough to get that level of money, to get that amount of love, right? So just ask yourself a question. That's exactly what I go through in my book. I give you prompts. I want you, I want your subconscious to become conscious because that's the stuff that drives you every day. That little voice, but you're not really worthy of that. But when you say it out loud, Wendy, when I, I literally, Wendy asked out loud, Vasavi, how do you feel about charging $3,333 a month, which is basically 10 grand to work with me for 90 days, right? And I asked myself out loud, how does it feel to charge that much? How does it feel to charge that much? And then when I heard that thought, I said that thought out loud and I said, no, no one's going to pay that. So what I've done here, Wendy, is that I've now taken both those thoughts out. It's out in the ether. And now I can transcend above my ego viewpoint. And I can now observe these two conflicting thoughts that are now said out loud. And I can be the wise one. I can be the, the my higher consciousness self and, and say, wait a minute, that's not true, Vasavi. That's not true that no one would be able to pay that. How do you know someone wouldn't be able to pay that? Then I can be the more logical, rational, gentle, kind one that can mediate that conversation between those parts of myself. Yeah, it's a bit of, I talk about self-reference criteria all the time. Um, I learned it from my first year marketing prof at uh, university. And uh, I talk about, and this is like years ago, and I still talk about it because I think we check ourselves. So what you're saying is go deeper on that because self-reference criteria is a little bit around, well, why am I making that assumption? Because it's true for me doesn't mean it's true for others. Yes, and the, and the way, yes, yes to everything you're saying and my modality that I teach people is to say that thought out loud. Even So you gotta listen and you, we have to listen to that whisper, right? The, the loud voice is, oh, but no one's gonna pay that. Right. And then the voice after that is, wait, but, you know, do I have to do more? Like you get yes. deeper and deeper. It's not about whether or not other people can pay it. What it boils down to is you do not believe I did not believe that I could charge that amount of money without having to give more of myself because I did not believe that who I inherently was was valuable enough. What I was giving originally was enough. It's always about I am not enough to get what I want. And, and I was able to un uncover that because I gave that part of myself that believed that a voice. And I actually said it, said that thought out loud. And this is why we're so great at giving advice to friends and suck at it with ourselves, right? Because when our friend, like Wendy, if I were to come to you and let's say we weren't on this interview right now. And I said to you, Wendy, I really want to char charge 333, you know, $3,330 a month, but I'm afraid people aren't going to pay for it. You would probably say what? How do you know if you don't try? Okay. What I'm suggesting is like how you were able to so rationally ask me that question. I'm saying we can be that rational person for ourselves, but we mm -hmm. have to say it out loud because if we keep every single one of those voices in our head, all of them will feel real and we won't know which one to hold on to. Right. Right. Yeah. I and that's that. why you're able to, to give me that rational sound advice because number one, you're not in my situation. Number two, you're not emotionally attached to my outcome. And number three, you're, you're, you're able to detach from what I'm saying. So you're able to tap into your most rational, logical, compassionate self. Even the way you ask that question, how do you know if you don't try? It was such a simple question, which was filled with so much, um, there's, there's so much um, strength in that question, right? That, that question is a very powerful question. It wasn't aggressive. It wasn't in my face. It was just, 
How would you know if you don't try? I can be what you just did for me. I can be that for myself. That's amazing. So what triggered this conversation was about raising your prices and, and, and recognizing your true value. And so you had to con confront the uh, am I worthy uh, demon in your body. Where else does it show up? So it shows up in love. It shows up in money. Does it show up anywhere else? I mean, yeah, it could show up with anything. It could show up if you, any, it's usually when it's time for you to invest in yourself, not just financially, um, but emotionally, time-wise, you know, investing in yourself with your creative projects, actually sitting down to start that book, start that podcast. And when you try to sit down, you're, you're confronted with this voice that's like, what's even the point? You don't know what you're doing. People aren't going to listen. You have nothing to give. Those are the thoughts. It, 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 anytime you want to sit down to work on something that is going to further your uh, evolution of your soul, you're gonna it's gonna be you're gonna be confronted with it. I, I just dealt with this the other day with my say it out loud book manuscript, which is due June first. Let us all pray that it'll be done by then. It will. Um, but I remember I was sitting down to write. I had just gotten off the phone with my editor. She gave me a lot of edits for what I'd submitted, and it's fine. All of her edits were great, very on point, very accurate. Love her. But as I sat down to write, I could hear myself saying, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know how to write. Like, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. People aren't going to understand you. And so I didn't write. I didn't write for two hours because it, that voice in my head was so, it felt so real. It knocked me out. It knocked me out energetically. And then for those two hours that I, I gave myself a break, I went out, I went to the park, I went window shopping, I got an iced coffee. I, I just... I just focused my energy on feeling good, okay? And then I came back home and I said, okay, let's do this. Let's sit down and write. And I wrote an excellent chapter six on asking your intuition out loud. But I, I had to walk away for a moment. Yeah. I had to take care of myself and then come back and revisit it. So well, I always think of sometimes, I, I think of our subconscious as the most powerful tool. And I think uh, like what you just said made me think of how I approach things. I get a question. I don't know the answer right away or a gremlin. Like you have gremlins that were talking to you. Um, but then I go away and my subconscious worked on it the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then it all was all ready to come out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we think about these, these gremlins and silencing them, it is not easy work. Do they surface otherwise like at times like you're turning 40 are the gremlins coming out a little bit further because this is like a milestone year this is a this is an excellent question it is it is um career wise i don't feel that way i don't feel this way in my career i i uh i recently got back into acting and voiceover work creatively i'm very confident i'm very confident like in my creative expression like when it comes to arts when it comes to acting when it comes to voice or performance i'm very confident it has been coming out um in my love life um it, it's interesting because i'm not even seeking a romantic partnership right now like i i i don't i'm not seeking that right now i don't really feel like i have this i have the space i don't want to dedicate it towards a partnership right now i'm, I'm clear on that and i own that but there's definitely this voice in my head that's been saying you're getting older you're really focused on your career all the you know all the good men are taken or they're gonna have kids and you don't even want to have kids and then i go dark wendy i have this thought that goes what if you if you die alone there will be there would have been no one on this planet that really knew you Oh that goodness, really yes. saw you. Yeah, I go dark and I'm just being real because these are the thoughts that we have them. They're just buried away. I just give them a voice, right? So I can heal out those parts of myself. That, that's what's subconsciously 
driving me, right? So there's still a part of me. So why am I going to act like it doesn't exist? I still have that thought. That thought needs to be addressed. I'm not saying every single thought of yours need to be addressed, but a lot of these thoughts are, are weighing on you and they're keeping you from your you know, true inner freedom. So in my love life, I do feel like that. Um, and I, you know, I get another opportunity to be like, is that really true? Just like, you know, just like you asked me. The, so I would like to take this conversation and, and focus a little bit more on entrepreneurs and business owners. And what I see is a lot of shooting mm -hmm. and FOMO that uh, sometimes I feel like people are measuring success um, by where they should be because others are there. Or uh, I'm seeing this thing that someone else is doing. Why can't I do that? Um, when it may not even be truly what you want. Mm -hmm. um, so I think of the shoulds and the FOMO as other negative voices that can be in our head that can keep us from success. How do you deal with those? I mean, I would deal with them the same way I deal with all my other voices that I would say it out loud. I mean, that's it. So let, let's look at a common should or like I remember back in the day. Well, not it's not even back in the day. They're still popular um, using webinars as a funnel. Yeah. Right. And I used every, you know, everyone had webinar jam and this and that and all these things. And I, and I remember telling myself, I should be doing webinars. I should be doing webinars. I should do this pre-recorded webinar. And then every time I, the, the immediate thought after that would be like, you don't want to do webinars. Right. I don't want to do webinars. And I, and, and then I would never end up making a decision. I was just like, whatever, I'm not doing this. But you know, we have so many voices in our head about how we should and shouldn't be in business because there are a lot of people out there who 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 are doing amazing things in business, and I we're so lucky. I'm I feel grateful that I have people around me who are successful at what they do because that gives me strength, courage, and hope, right? Yeah. To to be that's what I want everyone to hear is, in, in addition to saying those thoughts out loud and really questioning them, questioning what you're telling yourself, I want to let this sink in, that there is nobody walking this planet like you. You know, that, you know, that's another thing, Wendy, I've been thinking about as I'm turning 40 is like, there is no one that looks like you, Wendy. There is no one that looks like me that has my blood, my DNA, my genes. I, there's one of me on this planet. Why would we want to try to mimic or copy or shape shift who we are when we're, we're, we're one in a nine billion? Like, why? So I think we have to really let that sink in as well, because, you know, Strategy without a sense of self is pointless. You know, I'm sure you've, um, I'm sure you've experienced this in your business. I've been in business for 11 years. The, the way that I've run my business before, it, it's like I did it, I, I, just how I priced my offers, what I offered was always because I thought, oh, well, so-and-so is doing this and it works for her, so let me do it because maybe it'll work for me. But my heart was never in it. My heart was never in it. And I think we, it's all fair to say if we've been in business for a while, we, we, we're all guilty of that. We're all, we've all done things and you know, it's okay to be inspired by others, but I'm also gonna say, be inspired by yourself, by you. Like I'm all for seeking inspiration for, for others, like, but I've become the most inspirational person in my life. I'm inspired by me. I don't need to look at anyone else to be inspired. I don't wanna look at another human being to be inspired. I'm inspired by myself. I'm inspired by nature. I'm inspired by babies, little babies. I'm inspired, you know, I'm inspired by little acts of kindness. I find inspiration everywhere, but I've had to train myself to stop looking to human beings for inspiration because they are their own person. I wanna be inspired by me. Why can't wow. I be the most? Yeah. And I know that even saying that, it feels arrogant to say that. 
I want to I, I wanna just like call the elephant out in the room. Like that feels arrogant for me to be like, yes, human beings are inspired, but I want to be the most inspirational person in my life. I want to be inspired by me. Okay, cool. What kind of life do I need to create to be inspired by me? What kind of life would inspire me? Your business is making a profit. You're growing, but you may still feel like you don't fully have a grasp on how to make the best use of this success. Don't worry, you're not alone. Hi, I'm Wendy Brookhouse, creator of the Total Wealth Accelerator and host of this podcast. I've developed a quick and easy tool that will give you a detailed snapshot of where you're currently at in your business and wealth growth and how you can improve upon it. It's called your financial diagnostic score. It's completely free and you'll instantly get the results. So head over to TotalWealthScore.com right now and see where you can focus to grow your wealth. Well, I didn't take it as arrogance. I took it as confidence. I took it as that knowing piece. Um, I want to go back for a second when you said I should be doing webinars. I should, I should, I should. Okay. So what I'm taking away from that, or I want to ask about that, if we're procrastinating or being indecisive, is that a signpost as well for talking about, is this true to me? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I want to say some, one thing about procrastination. I, I, I have a tendency to procrastinate. That's something I need to admit out loud. I have reframed how I look at procrastination. When I procrastinate and, and, and my ass is basically on fire, right? Like when I'm like, oh my God, I got to get this done. I realized when I, when I get to that point where it's like, I can no longer procrastinate. I am more focused. I am more clear. My priorities are just way more like they're more rigid in a good way. And so I've started to look at, oh, I do things in this way. I procrastinate because my brain actually lasers in. I have adult ADHD. My, my brain actually, I, I can naturally focus when I get to a point I don't need to take Adderall or any of that stuff. When I get to a point that's like, oh shit, like we're two weeks away from this manuscript being due. The the amount of brilliance that's coming out of me onto the paper, onto the, you know, onto my Microsoft, it's amazing. And I honestly think it's because I've waited this long and now my brain is like, we're doing this. But I, I do think that it can also be a stop post. I think it's a great opportunity to just ask yourself, what am I, what am I actually afraid of? Am I actually afraid yeah. of? Yeah, I mean, what am I, because then you could go, like, just keep, you can keep asking the same thing. So you could say, what am I actually afraid of? And you might say, I'm, I'm afraid of failing. Okay, let's just say that. And you can ask yourself, well, let's just think for a moment that you don't fail and you're wildly successful. How does that feel? And I gotta tell you, when I work with my clients, the mm. idea of succeeding is actually more terrifying than failing for them. Yeah. What do you Most think that is? You know, I'll tell you this, as someone who just came out on the cover of a magazine and I had a huge 10 page spread, I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'm getting my first real taste of true visibility, right? I'm in a thousand locations all over Austin, people who I don't even know, or people who've had my cell phone number from God knows where are texting me. People are treating me differently. I mean, mm -hmm. to be honest, I'm, I'm getting more respect. I feel like I'm being respect, like I'm, I'm, I feel a little pedestaling. I, I, I've talked to people who, when they see, they, they, they treat me differently. There's a different way of treatment that I'm, and I like it. I like it. I, I've, I've, I'm worthy of it. I'm worthy of this visibility. So I, you know, it's a lot of, I had to get ready internally for this type of visibility, but I'll tell you what, what I was most afraid of is you're going to treat me differently because you, because I have some level of success and then you're going to expect me to be a certain way 
because you've now put me on a pedestal and I'm afraid that I'm going to mess up because I am going to mess up because I'm an extremely flawed human being and I'm going to let you down. And that's what it is. And, and that is my issue with intimacy in my love life. You know, never let anyone get too close to me because if you really saw all of me, you might not like me. You mm. might not really like me if you saw every single part of me. It's making me want to cry because, yeah, that's definitely it. It's never been a fear of failure for me. And I don't think it is for people either. I think it's, man, what if I'm wildly successful and I actually, actually it actually all works out. Oh my God. And then there's this immediate fear of, and what if I lose it all? What if I make a mistake? What if I, you know, and that's what it is. And I don't want to ever be a disappointment to others. And mm -hmm. that goes back to childhood. That is a childhood of I'm, I'm a bad girl. I've messed up because of, because of me, mommy and daddy are upset. I made mommy and daddy upset. I don't want to get mommy and daddy upset. So of course, when it comes to my own success in my life, I'm never going to get, I'm never going to allow myself to get too big because what if I, let mommy and daddy down, right? Who am I, right? So it's like, I, I've had to work through that. And I said this to, I was saying this to all my, all the women who are in my Say It Out Loud group. I have a 12 week program. It's amazing. It's such a simple, effective group. It's based off my book. And I was, uh, I, I was saying to them that I, that I was, I was terrified of uh, that uh, with, with this visibility, with this magazine cover coming out, someone, one of, my, one of the women asked, how does it feel to be visible? Like so visible. And I said, I had to get ready first internally before mm -hmm. this external visibility surface. Like I, you have to be ready for it internally, in my, in, in my opinion, because if you look at so many celebrities, young actors, child mm. stars, they have all the fame is a very unnatural phenomenon. Okay. So all of a sudden everyone knows you and now you, you don't even know yourself. No wonder addiction, mental health, suicide, all the stuff. Right. So for me, I can, it all makes sense. Like I had to go through all the hard stuff first. I had to develop myself internally because now when I walk into the grocery store and I see my face and someone sees me seeing me seeing my face and it feels, I, I go up to them and I'm like, Hey, look, I'm on a cover of a magazine. And then we talk and it's like, it's like, I'm ready to connect. And I will say this last week, I was the keynote speaker for an organization for the same organization, the magazine. There were 750 people in the audience, live audience, first time, really big, you know, big events coming back into reality for us. And I was the keynote speaker. We did a fireside chat and there were 750 people in the audience. And I have never felt more myself. Like there was no part of me. Of course I was nervous. Like my, my heart beats very fast. I took a beta blocker before I got on stage. But my point is I felt no separation between me and the audience. And that's, and that shows me that I was fully in my body and I wasn't like disassociating. And I, I felt so in alignment with myself that when I got on stage, there was no, I'm here and the audience is there is that like, we're all one. I mm. was so comfortable up there. And I truly believe that's because I feel so connected with who I am as a person. Uh, do you think sometimes to step into our power, we do have to be a little different? Yeah. <sighs> Man, what a, that's a hard question, Wendy. Why you got to do all that? Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, it's not that we have to be different. You become different. You become different. It's it's weird. I told my mother, I go, so many people know who I am, but I don't even know who they are. And my mother said, well, thank God you know yourself. And that for me was it. Just it. There's a there's a certain swag. There's a certain air of confidence. There's a certain there's a feeling that I have. It's like, I, I don't question my worth in that way anymore. Like I, it's, I can't explain it. I, it's, it's like, 
people know me, but I don't know them. It's like, I'm familiar to people, but I don't even know who they are. And it's, 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 it's different, but it has, I'll, I'll tell you what this has done for me. This more visibility is I'm, I've started to take the role. I've started to take my role as a role model a lot more seriously. I've stopped screwing around with the fact that God made me who I am because he knew exactly what he was doing when he created me. He knew that I was meant to champion and be a pioneer for people. He knew that people would look up to me and I haven't taken myself seriously. I haven't seen my own value. And when I started to receive a lot more visibility, I said, oh shoot, Vasavi, stop messing around. Like people are actually looking up to you that doesn't mean that I can't be my human self. And it's not, it's not about being perfect, but really taking the, my responsibility seriously. I have a responsibility to my fellow humans. And I feel that for the first time. And mm. I feel that for the first time. And, and the responsibility that doesn't look like, oh, I'm, I gotta say the right thing and do the right thing. I see it more as I want to be fully embodied in what I'm saying. I want to be fully myself when I'm speaking to people because that is the inspiration. What I'm showing people is you can be yourself and you can be successful, whatever that looks like for you. Or I, what I'm showing them is being yourself isn't so scary. Look at me. I'm being, it's not about the success. I hate using that word. It's being yourself is safe around me. And that's what I want to show people. It is safe to be yourself around me, fully yourself. I don't care. There's no part of you that I'm judging because trust me, I've judged every part of myself. How dare I judge you? I'm not going to judge any part of you. Right. So it's like, I want to be that person. That's the role that I'm taking seriously is that I'm an inspiration for people to believe and know and trust that it is safe to be themselves. So I've just taken that role a lot more seriously. And, and by serious, you know, I still have a, a ton of fun. Don't get me wrong, but no, no. I, I value it more because I value myself more. Wow. So much there. Um, the term that came up for me was authentic visibility, mm -hmm. right? You're not, I'm assuming there's no filters. Do you know what I mean? Like that was, that was you This is me on stage, I, yeah. in the magazine, all those things. Um, visibility and your business, obviously has it done anything for your business, for your pre-book sales, all those things? Um, it, well, it is because I do have a wait list for my book. So nice. the, the wait list has been growing. Um, people are a lot more engaged with my content. I think they, I think I, I, I don't actually ever focus on haters. I, I feel like I attract a lot of lovers in my life. So I'm not, I, I've never really had hateful comments. And even if I did, I probably didn't pay attention, but I, I feel like a lot of eyes are on me right now. So I'm just very mindful about what I put out there. Um, and I share from my heart. Not everything is always about business. Not everything's always about mindset. I like to share my personal side too. Mm -hmm. um, I like to give a whole representation of who I am with the people who are hanging on to every word that I'm saying. And, and that, and that's a, that's an honor to have that. It's an honor to have people actually listen to what I want to say and what I'm saying. It's definitely, I mean, visibility, you need visibility in your business. If no one knows you exist, do you actually exist? I mean, you know, I mean like you, you, you got you, yeah, you, the tree in the forest. That's the thing. And I'll, I'll tell you that the number one question for, for anyone who's struggling with being visible is like, it's just really to ask yourself, it's like, what did you come here to do? Mm. What are you here to do? Right? Because what you're probably going to, find in that question when you answer it is you're here to help other people so yeah. get out of your own way and stop making it about you if you're here to help other people stop making it about you and if you notice that you are the only person getting in your own way which fyi you are then you need to start talking to yourself in a better way so that you can gently get out of your own way so you can go do the thing that you were born to do um why do i have to say it out loud
why can't I just write it in my journal? Why can't I just talk amongst myself internally? You know, like I said, all, when you keep all the voices and thoughts in your head, they all seem so real. That's number one. Mm. Number two, I believe our voice is the most sacred instrument that we have. Mm-hmm. And um, there is power in using our voice with ourselves and to actually hear what we have to say. We, we as human beings, we want two things in life. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. And number three, we want to be gotten. We want people to get us. How can anyone see you, hear you, and get you? When you don't even see here and get yourself, how do you expect other people to see you, hear you and get you? You don't even give that to yourself, mm-hmm. right? And so you want someone to listen to you. You want someone to speak to you kindly. You want someone to respect you. Are you giving yourself the things that you are expecting from other people? You know, and a lot of times the way we receive our validation and approval and acknowledgement is by somebody saying it to us, right? So you gotta be the one to say it to yourself. You have to, you, I mean, you your voice with yourself is the most powerful one that you can use. Because here's what I'll tell you this. No matter what, if you tell me I'm amazing, great. If you tell me I'm, I suck, great. Neither one, neither one sways me. You can tell me I'm amazing. You can tell me I'm not amazing. Either way, I'm going to be okay. And the reason why is because I have developed a, a relationship, a working relationship with myself where I have heard the ugliest things come out of my mouth towards myself. And I've been able to love myself through that anyway. Right. And that's power. That's power. When Wendy, you can't say anything to me that I haven't said to myself that there's mm-hmm. power in that. There's strength in that also. Yeah. Uh, how do people get on your wait list for your book? Yes. So they can go to vasavikumar.com forward slash wait list. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go ahead and just enter your name and email. And then, yeah, you, my that's my website. Also, vasavikumar.com is my website. Vasavikumar.com forward slash wait list. Uh, is the uh, book waitlist. And then I'm on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. That's awesome. Any parting words? Mm, my parting word is that uh, start asking yourself, what if, what if everything works out? What if like allow your, allow your mind to actually expand beyond the worst case scenario, you know, like allow yourself to, to, to imagine and to dream and to be excited. Uh, like, wow, what if it all works out? What if it really all works out? Do you know what I mean? So and get comfortable um, with that. Yep. Get comfortable with it. Just start getting comfortable with that. And, and visualize just, that more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, there are so many different things that you can say to yourself. Why not ask yourself questions that are actually going to guide you forward and expand rather than contract and go backwards? So. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, the real bottom line is. You need to talk out loud to yourself. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Real Bottom Line. This show is produced by Black Star Wealth. Executive producer, Wendy Brookhouse. To learn more about the show or to contact us, go to blackstarwealth.com.